Welcome back to another episode. I watched Little Shop of Horrors over the weekend. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, it's I so, haven't seen that. It's so good. Kristen and I do this thing called SMM, Saturday Morning Movies. And like, uh, I think it was like John Candy's in it. And he's like a radio guy. And he's like, oh, that's weird and wild. And he's like spinning shit around. And he's like, Wee. so is that going to be your character? Yeah, he's like that. That's going to be your character this week. God I help us. That. I don't love that, but <laughs> I don't know if we have a choice. Oh, well, um, we are on our second installment of Barely Christmas. Uh, I don't think, I think we're only going to get like three installments in this year. Um, but, uh, how's your, how's your run up to the holiday season going? Are you getting annoyed by Christmas music yet? No, it's actually, I don't really it br- hear it that much. Yeah. It brings me joy I when I get leave. in the car. Yeah. Well, I feel like we would hear like for the entire month leading up to Christmas last year and the following and the years before, because we were like out in public all the time, but I'm just at work and at home now. So I don't hear it anywhere. So it's kind of no, nice. No, I don't hear it either. I get in the car sometimes and they took away the classical music station. And that's normally what I listen to. And, really? Uh, they took it away and made it like an indie rock station. And that's low key. Sometimes the last thing I want to hear because that is what I do for That's my so life. interesting. Yeah. I would so never I, think that. Sometimes when I want to just enjoy music, I don't want to listen to my, uh, my, uh, the people I'm, you know, competing against. So, Jerry gets all embarrassed when he hears his own music on the radio. No, so, no. Know, he's got to so, change the uh, They took away the classical station. So sometimes I put on Christmas music and it makes me happy. And then sometimes I put on Christmas music and I'm like, what the fuck? They're trying to pedal this. I like when they're trying to pedal <laughs> one of the new songs as like a Christmas song. And they're like, they're like, you know, it's something terrible. And I'm like, this is not a classic. So yeah. you're in it for the nostalgia of it. You're just your your anti-capitalist views will not let you enjoy new Christmas. You only like right. the feeling of being a little kid again. Exactly. Uh, oh, well, if that's you're sweet just, and sad. If, if you're just joining <laughs> us, this is Oh Yeah, That Song. It's the podcast about the songs you know, but know nothing about. Uh, and we are here to present a song to you today. My name is Jared. I'm Allie. And I'm Vinny. And uh, we are doing this song today. Y'all, this is one of my favorite bands of yeah. all time. When Allie, when you said in the text group that you really love the Pretenders, yeah. are, is it, are any of them from uh, Minnesota? No. Oh. No. Okay. They're not. That's so I thought that was your only, you only that's all your favorite Minnesota. bands. It's yeah. very nostalgic for me. I listened to the Pretenders with my dad and my stepmom like all the time growing up, and I got super obsessed with Chrissy Hine. And Really? Between her, yes. And so between her and Janice Joplin, I did so many like school projects on them when well, I was I in did like, not know that. middle school. And I like love her. I got to see her live when I was like 13 or 14. But like I love Chrissy Hine like a lot. Wow. wow. I did not know that. Well, she's not is- from Minnesota. I'm branching out. Nice. Well, this has also been a big week for Allie because if, if you don't know, Allie and my wife are Swifties. Uh, Allie, I gotta send you the, oh my God. the fucking sweatshirt I got Kristen for Christmas. Uh, it's uh, it's like a cartoon drawing of Taylor Swift on a c- huge cat that has a unicorn rainbow horn, and then oh a my bunch God, of yeah, like her commercial. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll send what you a link to it. Send Any, me a picture of it. Oh my God, she's gonna, gonna love freak. It. Oh, she already knows about it. We're horrible. We don't celebrate. We're pagans, you know, so we don't really celebrate. <laughs> 
the uh, the Judeo Christian holiday of Christmas per se, but yeah. we like the traditions of putting up a tree and feeling happy and all that stuff. So we're really horrible at keeping secrets. I'm not so. participating in the happy thing this year, but my tree's up. That's fair. And so we yeah. just tell each other. It's a sad Christmas tree. Yeah, we've already told each other all the gifts because we're bad at like keeping secrets. So I'll be like, oh my gosh, do you want to know what your gift is? And she'll be like, oh, that's no fun. And then she'll be like, I got to tell you a gift now. And so we end up telling now we know. So I know all my gifts. She knows all hers. It's whatever. So what's the point of Christmas at that point? No, it's kind of awesome because it's a whole month of like you get little gifts all month. It's like an extra long. It's like Hanukkah, but extended Chanukka. (laughs) It's like an extra long Chanukka. Chanukka. I truly cannot escape Taylor Swift this week. I was even going through Christmas playlist to like see what song we were going to cover, like the Barely Christmas. And do, is there a Christmas song on her new album or is that just something that she's released separately? Because yeah, there was something the damn in there. season ah. is on her new oh album. And it it's basically all about coming home from college and texting, like meeting up with your ex. And so there's this TikTok trend right now where people literally will text their ex the lyrics of the song. And some of them are like really cute. And then they like end up meeting up and whatever. And then this one guy was like, like the first line is you can call me babe for the weekend. And he replies, it goes, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> it's either yeah. really cute or the guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Oh my God, it's really funny. I would but, be the yeah. latter for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and I was thinking about it and I was like, you could not pay me to text one of my exes that even no. if I were single, like there is no fucking even way. Even to be TikTok famous, Holly. You so no, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to text my exes at all. Cause it's just like, yeah, no. yeah, I don't want to talk to them. Hey, remember when you uh, took all the furniture and I had to sleep <laughs> on my bass player's old futon mattress on the floor? Cool. Wow. Tis the damn season. Cool. Tick- and then Tis I look the at the camera. Season. Write this like, down. Okay, bye. TikTok, huh? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Back to it. So the Pretenders are an American-British, uh, British-American rock band formed in 1978. The original band consists of founder Chrissy Hine, James Honeyman Scott, Pete Farnden, and Martin Chambers. Yet the project primarily served as a vehicle for guitarist slash vocalist Chrissy Hine's songwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hine, originally from Akron, Ohio, moved to London in 1973, working at the weekly music paper NME. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. It's like Pitchfork. It's like one of those bigger yeah. ones. And at Malcolm McLaurin and Vivian Westwood's clothes store. She was As you can imagine, uh, Hind is enemy's like little darling. I typed in Chrissy Hind enemy and yeah. there's like dozens of articles. Like every time she even breathes, they'll talk about it. So, but I mean, it makes sense because, you know, one of their own literally got huge. Right. Why wouldn't they do that? You know? Uh, well, yeah, she was involved with early versions of The Clash and The Damned and played in short-lived, short-lived bands uh, such as Masters of the Backside in 1976 and the Moore's Murders in, or sorry, the Moore's Murderers in the 1978 lineup. I looked up Masters of the Backside and the Moore's Murderers, but there was nothing band-wise. There was like podcasts I was about the Moore's worried about looking up uh, Masters of the, of the Backside because I thought I was going to just <laughs> fall into maybe the wrong yeah. website if I did that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have like the feds at your <laughs> So it says she was Maybe involved. not the feds, but a very, very specific group of people. Yeah. Wait, so is one of the bands called The Clash and The Damned or was she involved in early versions? No, I think she was involved in... Oh, she you know was what? Involved, she was involved be... with Bo, I believe. Okay, I, 
That was a good question, though, because I'm I'm pretty sure it's two separate. I mean, obviously, The Clash is a separate band, but Clash and, and The Damned might be its own band. I haven't actually, I didn't even think about that, actually. Oh, well, um, I, but I'm pretty I sure it's The Clash. I'm 99% so. sure it's The Clash and separate The Damned because The yeah. Damned came out at the same time as The Sex Pistols, and there's there's some TV Okay, yeah, there. then definitely. Well, yeah. I just played the London Calling, so hopefully I don't look like a real fuck. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, imagine though if there was a band called The Clash and the Dam, they just put two two band names together, like Journey of the Queen, and you're like, all right, maybe maybe don't use two band names right. to smash together like that. That'd yeah. be such a good way to get to pe- get people to come to your concert, though. Be like, oh my god, The Clash and the Dam are playing tonight. <laughs> people would be like, oh my god, and then it's some guy with like a fucking ukulele, and he's just like, got ya, got yeah. your ass, or like. Queens of Leon of the Stone Age. There it yeah. is. You got it. There it is. That's it. Thank you. Uh, so the Pretenders <laughs> formed in 1978 after Dave Hill at Anchor <laughs> Records heard some demos of Heinz music. He arranged a rehearsal studio in Denmark Street where a three-piece band consisting of Hein, Malhart on bass. Uh, he had played with Hein and Steve Strange in The Moore's Murderers and a Phil Taylor of Motorhead on drums and they played a selection of Heinz original songs. Yeah. And Dave Hill was impressed and arranged a day at Studio 51 to record another demo. Although it was rough, he felt he had seen and heard enough star potential to suggest that Hind form a more permanent band to record for his new label, Real Records. Uh, Hind then formed a band composed of Pete Farnden. I thought that was Peter Frampton at first. On bass. <laughs> yes. uh, James Honeyman Scott on guitar and... Uh, Jerry McKilduff on drums. This band, then without a name, recorded five tracks at Regents Park Studio in July 1978, including Stop Your Sobbing. It is time for you to stop all of Okay. And this is a cover, but we'll get into that in just a second. Um, shortly thereafter, Gary McKilduff McIlduff, I can't say his last name, yeah. McIlduff, uh, was replaced on drums by Martin Chambers. Hein named the band The Pretenders after the Platters song, The Great Pretender, <clears throat> which was this the favorite song. song of one of her former boyfriends. Baller. Sweetie, no. That's, yeah. I, I disagree. I think, oh, yeah. let it go, hon. It's your former, it's your ex-boyfriend's favorite song. Tis the damn season. Interviews with her? You're on the bigger, better things, Chrissy. Let it go. Have you ever watched interviews with her? Her personality is very like this is fucking funny. Yeah. Okay. So she was like, very it like I don't give a fuck. So like dry. she's so she's badass. Like she's like independent. Like so I think it was more of a joke. Also but maybe good for, not. Good for Martin Chambers for joining after this Jerry McGilduff guy because he's technically a founding member of the Pretenders because when Jerry was in it there was no name. Poor fucking Jerry got the short end of the stick on that one. He, if he just Bro. waited, if he just like lobbied for there to be a name of the band, he would have been one of the founding members of the Pretenders. R.I.P. Sucks. Uh, uh, the band's first single, um, a cover of the Kink song "Stop Your Sobbing," produced by Nick Lowe and recorded at the July Regents Park sessions, was released in January 1979 and gained critical attention. Yeah, and then is, a year the later, original. in 1980, they released their first album. This is the Kinks version. You really can't go wrong covering the Kinks. But yeah, this song's really good. The original was really good. That's all. Hot take. The Kinks were really That's good. That's all. Yeah. Hot take. The Kinks were a good band. Yeah. Yeah. Just a year later, in January 1980, the Pretenders released their self-titled debut album. 
Yes. And um, so they're right off, right to it, to, to that first album with Brass and Pocket on it. Right. Fantastic album. Yep. And it was originally released as the single in 1979, and it was written by Chrissy Hine and James Honeyman Scott, and was produced by Chris Thomas. Brass and Pocket originated as a guitar lick that Honeyman Scott played for Chrissy, and she then recorded the part with a tape recorder and wrote the song's lyrics. Musically, Hine described the song as trying to be a Motown song, but it didn't quite get it. And I, I hear that, because it does feel, yeah, like for a, sure. feels like a white people Motown song. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, who's who's that guy? Something yeah, McDonald, see, could, the, the Motown guy that always played in like the, the Circuit City and like Best Buy TVs in like the 2000s. Do you know who I'm talking about? Michael uh, McDonald. Yeah, Michael. Do you know McDonald. who I'm talking about, Jared? Yeah. What a fool. That's white. Yeah, the white guy Motown. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, <laughs> I feel like you could take this beat and put like over you put like Trump's dancing to YMCA over it you know <laughs> I mean I like this song a lot but I just mean like it does have a very like kind of like white Motown sure yeah it's catchy as fuck though anyways Chrissy Hine got the idea for the song's title when during an after show dinner she overheard someone inquiring if anyone had picked up dry cleaning any brass in pocket of the uh, of the song's meaning, she stated, the tradition of brass in pocket is that you're supposed to be kind of cocky and sure of yourself. You're not supposed to go on stage and say, I'm small and I have no confidence and think I'm a shit because you just can't do that on stage. You're not supposed to. And probably you don't have much confidence and you don't and you do think you're a little piece of shit or else you wouldn't have gotten a <laughs> rock band together in the first place. She's very true. She's, She's like, cool. that's her. She's she just so like... Cool. She, so I saw her when I was 13 or 14. So this is what, this would have been like 2009. This would have been like, or like 2008 or something. What? It would have been like 2018. Yeah. Like two years ago. <laughs> You're a little kid. Okay. But yeah. homegirl is, I mean, she was in her sixties. She walks out in, first of all, looks fantastic. She walks out sure. in thigh high patent lover. Patent leather, high heel, navy boots. And everyone was just like, what? You have a better body than I do. She looks <laughs> so good. And she just like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with her. I just Allie was never the same after that. I literally wasn't. I was like, this is confusing. Yeah, but she probably, she was, confusing. She probably was like, I'm an old little shit. You know? Exactly, exactly. Read, uh, I think I should read our next line, yeah. I am, I am. The lyric describes a female singer about to have her first sexual encounter with a particular person and is expressing her confidence that the experience will be successful. She's like, it's so. gonna go well. Uh, yeah, it's gonna go well. We're, we're gonna sterile. have a good time. Yeah, like, can you imagine, like, <laughs> your, first, your first time and you're like, wow, that experience was successful. <laughs> Consider that overall, I believe that was a success. Yeah, the second you finish, you're like, great success. As she puts her thigh high navy boots back on, she's like, you know how that long was a my great success. Looked for those boots on every site imaginable, and she could never find them. Like, I still remember them, they left an impact on me. Clearly, they did. Yeah, I'm still talking about it 12 <laughs> years later. Um, of the song's reference to bottle. Hind explained, bottle is cockney rhyming slang. It means bottle. Why do you say bottle like that? Because it's, I'm trying to enunciate for the listeners. <laughs> okay. Bottle. Yeah. A bottle. bottle. <laughs> oh my God. Bottle. I know it's bottle, bottle. but I'm, it. I'm enunciating okay, so the listeners know what I'm talking about. 
So the way Cockney rhyming slang works. Why do you say like Cockney that? like that? <laughs> <laughs> Emphasizing right. the first half of that word. That's very I don't know. Great I'm success. A man, baby. I'm a great success. <laughs> the way Cockney right. rhyming slang works is that the word you're really saying rhymes with the second word. So bottle and glass rhymes with ass. In England, to say someone, someone has a lot of ass, they have a lot of funk. So you say, this guy has a lot of bottle. Honestly, she fucking lost me on that one. I've tried to understand Cockney before. Like, to call someone crazy in Cockney, you say they're all sixes and sevens. Like, I do not fucking understand any of it. It sounds like like Pig Latin. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'd just be like, I don't know. Uh, Just play the another song, please. There is no bottle in my back pocket. You're incorrect. I, I don't know no what to tell you, what you're sir. talking about. Yeah. Uh, why do you say <laughs> bottle so weird? That's what I would say. <laughs> uh, during an interview with The Observer in 2004, she revealed that she was initially reluctant to have the song released. When we recorded the song, I wasn't very happy with it and told my producer that he could release it over my dead body. She later reflected, now I like the song because it's one of those songs that has served me well. I didn't like my voice on it. I was kind of a new singer and listening to my voice made me kind of cringe. I so she Can we talk like, about the now irony? I made all this money. I like the song a bit. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a common... That she was like, this song takes, it takes brass. It takes like confidence. And then the she was like, I don't like it. I don't. I feel it's cringy. I don't like my voice on it. Like the whole thing was being confident. Where the fuck did that go, Chrissy? What happened to that? Well, I also feel like when you are a musician for a really long time. So I mean, the Pretenders were around for a couple decades, and then Chrissy was still touring, even though she was with like um, just random musicians mm-hmm. for a while. But I feel like when and Jared, maybe you can attest to this: is that when you listen back to your first records when you were way younger, you're just like, ooh. Um, do you know, eh. actually, you're going to love this, Allie, to reference Taylor. I was, oh, I was going God. to bring up Taylor, yeah. but then I did you know that interview? Did you read that interview or whatever? Because <sighs> Kristen read it to me. And basically she said, like, it, Taylor was like, it's a thing that I hate, but I have to do it in order to grow. But basically, once I finish a record, I kind of have to, like, shit on that record personally in order for me to make a different and new sounding record each time. I did not read that. That's so what so you're saying is and Taylor also hates all her music, just like me. Maybe we do have something in common, no, actually. And so Fuck my, off, Benny. Yeah. And so my thought process <laughs> is that I think, because I feel the same way too, a bit about all my old stuff, because, and I think that if you're like really an in-tune creative person, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's, maybe it's with photography too, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you just thought everything you did always was the shit, like, you're probably not making new shit and not evolving. Yeah, really. sure. And so I think there has to be an element of like, you're always like, you know that it took that to get you here, but like you kind of have to be like, you know, fuck that old shit because you want to create something new and, and grow yourself. And I think you won't evolve you're probably other, a narcissist, otherwise. you know? Yeah, exactly. I, totally, I definitely agree. I mean, I look back at the stuff that I first started making, even in like early college. I mean, I started when I was 15 doing photography, but even right. the stuff in early college, I'm just like, damn, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, right. but it's okay. Right. Well, that's why once we make uh, Oh Yeah, That Movie, um, we're going to look back at Oh Yeah, That Song and be like, God, that shit was terrible. We were awful. I'm pretty sure then. we could listen to our first episodes when we were just fucking hammered and be like, 
Oh, yeah. I've re-listened to our first episode and I literally had to turn it off. I, 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 I couldn't no, deal with that. Whoever has been with us from the start, thank you. God bless you and you're welcome for the glow up. Yeah. You're welcome for the serious glow up <laughs> and the fact that we now do these sober. Yeah. Uh, the, so the self-titled debut album by The Pretenders was released in January 1980 and was a, a success in the UK and the United States, both critically and commercially. That very month, the band reached number one in the UK with Brass and Pocket, which was also successful in the US, reaching number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. It is regarded as one of the best debut albums of all time and has been ranked as such by VH1 and Rolling Stone. I feel like this is, uh, the Pretenders are one of those bands where they're not super divisive. Like, I think that people either love them or they're like, yeah, they're cool. Like, I don't really know a lot of people. Like, you too, there's people that like, love you too and there are people that like hate you too but yeah. I think with the pretenders I don't know I could be wrong I don't think anybody out there is like fuck the pretenders I think there's people that like love yeah. them or are just like yeah they're fine cool. indifferent I, I ain't yeah. got no problem with them you know what I mean I agree and I think that's a goal yeah. as a band I think for most bands you want to be that band that's like we're loved by these people and these people won't turn the channel if our song comes on the radio I guess it's ideal yeah yeah I don't know. Anyways, okay, the music video. Oh, so um, I don't know if you guys got to watch it or not. I did. It's very fucking cute. It's basically her being like a waitress in a diner and the band walks in and they're like sitting and she's kind of like flirting with all of them, giving them all these looks, kind of in that same um, theme of, you know, like the first sexual experience, kind of, you know, being a little confident about all of that. And then all their girlfriends walk in and they're getting mad at the boyfriends for like staring at her, the waitress. Um, and then they leave and she gets really sad. It's a very simple music video, but it's really, really cute. And she looks fantastic in a diner outfit. She looks the, fantastic. Like, very, the like very cliche 70s, 80s diner outfits, you know? Love. Yeah. I get that. Um, okay. Well, uh, that's the music video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we should do some plugs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you probably know, if you listen to this podcast, we are on Instagram. Vinny just posted something very funny today. My wife came hey, in the room you. and was like, this is very funny. So good job, Vinny. We post funny things. We share memes. You can send us recommendations for episodes and things we might have missed in each episode. So go to Instagram and look up Oh Yeah That Song at Oh Yeah That Song and give us a nice follow. A nice also follow. We're on t- also, we're on Twitter. No, we're not. And if you want to run our Twitter, we're, we're hired. <laughs> we're not on Twitter. Yeah, if anyone wants to run month, our Twitter account for us, we won't pay you anything, but you have full reign. I think we could pay him five bucks a month. Okay, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, next up, we are on Patreon. Patreon is a thing where you can give to us monthly or to other causes that you love. Um, <clears throat> as little as $2 a month, as much as $20 a month or more. And at each tier, you get cool shit, no matter what level you give. So you get handwritten letters by us, bonus content by us, uh, our once a year patron only episode, which is going to come up uh, in a few weeks and uh, a bunch of other things like that. You can subscribe as long as you want or as short as you want or however you want. And it helps us. It helps us get gear. It helps us pay to uh, host the uh, podcast streaming and all of that stuff. Um, So go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash oh yeah that song and consider supporting us uh, at a certain level. You become a producer. You get thanked on every episode. Let's thank those people now. Allie. What? (laughs) 
That's what? you, baby. That's let's your see. job. <laughs> I yeah, was reading the research the and I was like, oh my God, that's so sad. Um, Brian <clears throat> Hills, Amy Wexler, um, Dougie Kerr, Tommy Abel. Is there anyone else? Uh, we got Dougie. Well, they're yeah, going to we get really fucking mad at the Riz. Sweet. We know it's Christmas time. We know you're buying presents <laughs> and all that stuff. We know it's a recession and all that. So those that have helped us and supported the podcast, we thank you so much. We love thank you. you for listening. Thank you for being with us. All of that stuff. We are doing everything we can to keep giving you the episodes and content that you love every week, uh, even in this fucking weird ass time. And if you haven't given to us yet, consider... Uh, because I think they're going to pass a new, uh, a new, uh, what's called stimulus. So fuck, you're going to have some money. You're going to have $600. (laughs) That's not for rent. That's for donating to our Patreon. That's like five years at $2 a month. Right? Yes. Uh, And if you can't give, that's fine. Go on, uh, uh, Apple podcast, give us a five-star review or leave us rating or just tell a friend about us. Yeah. Anything helps guys. We appreciate you. All right. We love you. We love Have a you. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Happy Holidays. Happy Honda Days, everybody. Happy Honda Days. Toyota Hey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So during March of 1981, the EP Extended Play was released containing the UK and US success Message of Love, Talk of the Town, one of my favorites, Porcelain, Cuban Slide, and a live version of Precious, which was recorded in Central Park. I thought I was this having a stroke when I when I did this research because an EP is short for an extended play, and yeah. their EP is called Extended Play. And I was like, "Am I just reading this weird, or is it like I don't know?" I, it confuses shit out of me. I had to like Google to make sure they had an EP called Extended Play. Um. Well, the, the second, second full length. <laughs> The second full-length album, Pretenders 2, was released during August 1981. Pretenders 2 included the extended play singles, the MTV video success Day After Day, and popular radio tracks The Adulteress, Birds of Paradise, Bad Boys Get Spanked, and The English Roses. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, in September 1981, the Pretenders were the musical guests on the U.S. late night sketch show uh, Fridays. The band performed the adulterous message of love and Louie Louie, which uh, is the cover of The Kingsman. Sure. Great fucking song. Easiest song to play. Three Such songs. a cool song. So and Andy Kaufman, R.I.P., was the shout out, was the guest host of the program that night. Anyways, <laughs> in the autumn of 1981, the Pretenders canceled their U.S. and Canada tour as Chambers had cut his hand and the injury was so bad that he could not play for a number of weeks. The band decided to postpone the tour rather than replace Chambers. That's pretty wild because, like, I don't know, if I cut my hand pretty bad, I'd just be like, fuck it. Show must go on. Let's go. Let's go on. The oh, road. shut up, Jared. Oh, if you don't know how he cut it, he could have literally like sliced, like plank. Uh, Jared, you don't no, no, know. But my point is, just just like he doesn't sound like he could miss the whole tour. He just missed a few weeks. Is like they they could have just. What if like a knife went through they, his hand and he severed tendons? I know, but now okay, think about this. There's what five people in the band. One dude gets hurt, four. and it's not the lead singer. And now all four, all five of them have to lose four. out on income that they they all four of them have to lose out on income to pay their families and shit. That's true, but obviously things were not. I'm a socialist. Hear me out. Great. I think 
Chrissy Hind at this point in the conception of uh, the pretenders was just very loyal to the structure of the band. Um, it won't always be like that. But at this point, when they're young and they're like just freshly successful in finding their sound, I think she was just like, let's not fuck with it. We'll just wait to like really do it the right way with everyone. Yeah. Um, speaking um, well, this of. This is when shit gets really fucking sad. Uh, due to escalating drug abuse, Farndon was fired from the band after a meeting between Hind, Honeyman Scott, and Chambers on um, June 14th, 1982. Two days later, so Farndon was fired, okay? Two days later. For drug June, abuse. For drug abuse. But two <clears throat> days later, on June 16th, 1982, Honeyman Scott died of heart failure as a result of cocaine intolerance. Farndon was in the midst of forming a new band when he was found dead on April 14th in 1983. So this, so Honeyman Scott died in 1982. Farndon died in 1983. He was found by his wife. Oh my God, this is so sad. Um, after taking heroin and passing out, Farndon had drowned in his bathtub, leaving the pretenders with only two living members in the time span of like nine months. So in the time span of two years, uh, Chambers split his hand open. They had to cancel a tour. Farndon got kicked out. Honeyman died of overdose. uh, And then Farndon died of overdose in a a three-year span. Oh, my God. That is so sad. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. That's really sad. Yeah. But would it be our podcast if there wasn't some, like, really fucked up bit of research? No, there wasn't. If we ever have a week that there's, like, nothing terrible happen, I'm just going to, like, make some shit up to add some spice to it. Because if there's no death in an episode, is it really an episode? Is it really an episode? Um, where were okay during July? We were at the sad part. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> Hind and Chambers continued the band after Honeyman Scott's death during July 1982. A ragtag team of Hind, Chambers, Rockpile guitarist Billy Bremner, and big country bassist Tony Butler was assembled to record the single "Back on the Chain Gang." Great song. This song fucks. This, song awesome. this is an awesome song. It's so crazy to think that this was like after the first thing they did after all this was like not even uh, the real band. It was only the two original members playing this basically. And like, you know, randoms. Uh, The song was released in October and became the biggest success in the U.S. Staying at number five for three consecutive weeks. The single's B-side, My City Was Gone, has been, except for a brief period in the 90s, the theme music for the Rush Limbaugh uh, show since its inception. You know, the recently awarded uh, uh, Medal of Bravery and Freedom Award winner. Stop it. I was literally... Now this... I was listening to like their whole discography while I was doing this, and this song, I shit you not, happened to be playing. My City Was Gone happened to be playing when I was doing this bit of research. And I remember being like, this is a good fucking song. Like, I really, this is like, I got a good groove to it. The guitar is great. And then right at the very end of the song is when I got to that part, and I was like, you know what? (laughs) I don't like the song anymore. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This reminds me of being 11 year old, 11 years old in the back of my dad's. Gray listening to Rush Limbaugh. Listening to fucking Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> um, I wonder how the pretenders feel about him using this song. Well, I will say um, she is like super. She's like vegetarian. She's like like her and her daughter have both like protested, like been arrested for protesting. Like she's she like um, protests PETA all the time. Like she's really, really. Uh, I would say she's pretty liberal based off of all the clues I've gotten. So I don't. I can't imagine she's super stoked about it, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, who knows? I guess we'll have to ask her one day. 
Uh, let's see. This says, I looked it up. Chrissy Hine, the Pretenders lead singer. Uh, she said that my dad loved Rush Limbaugh. Let's see. Hold on. Oh, I don't like that. Had reflected on her career. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. So she said she investigated and Rush was using a certain number of bars of the song where he didn't have to get permission. What? Uh, I don't give a fuck. There's your answer, she said. But if a politician I didn't back was using my song as a theme song, that's hardcore. That's different degrees. My dad loved Rush Limbaugh. Uh, let's see. That's so interesting. Many years, yeah, she's a big supporter of PETA. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, she said people were chasing her in airports saying, you've got to stop him from using your song. Uh, and she said... Should I listen to him? And they said, no, he's terrible. Well, first of all, I'm in a rock and roll band and I don't like people telling me what to do. I just got <laughs> fed up with everybody telling me what wow. to do. Wow. So I think she was just I kind of her. like, I think she's just like, fuck, man, I don't know. I actually <laughs> have a story about this. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you a quick story. Somebody we know, not we know, somebody I know because I live out here in the country. Oh, my God. Put our, uh, put, let us know that they love our music and they... Um, Posted a music video of ours to Parlor, and we should like check it out. And I'm like, I think I just like thumbs up it. I was, certainly wasn't like awesome, thanks. But I was just like, well, I don't know, fuck. I don't want to be like, I don't support that shit. But like, if you know somebody lives in my neighborhood, likes my song, and wants to share it with his other friends that support something that I don't support, like I can't stop them. And I don't know. If somebody asks me my opinion on it, I'll tell them. But otherwise, it's just like, I don't give a fuck. You yeah. Know what I mean, wow, like, that's interesting. My, I try to make music so people will like it, whether those people have views I think are good or not. Right. I, you know, that's out of my control. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fair. Now, if Parlor came to me and was like, we want to use your song on a commercial, I'd be like, fuck no. Get out of no. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. It's for, like, the, for the record, I think it's in, Parlay. If, like, if, yeah. It's like if some hunter wants to wants to show his song to his other hunter friends in a hunter chat room. Give us more like, examples, Jared. Yeah, okay. please do. So no, don't. Example. It's like I'm not. I'm a. I'm like, bored. I, Give us a fourth example, Jared. Okay, I'm a straight guy, right? But we have a song that's like blowing up. Ali, read the next bit of research. I literally, my cat was playing with something on the ground, so I had to go get it, and I missed where we left off, so I can't. Okay, I got it. Don't I, worry about I, it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Save. I got at this more point, examples if stop you need it. it. Shut up, Jared. At Shut this up, point, Hind had set up a permanent, a more permanent lineup, um, keeping Chambers and adding Robbie McIntosh on guitar and Malcolm Foster on bass. Middle of the Road was this lineup's first single, released in the U.S. in November 1983, <clears throat> and reaching the top 20 there. Here, there. Guess it depends on where you're, where you're listening from, guys. Do we have Middle of the Road, Jared? I was a playing. Yeah, this is a cool song. I just taught a guitar student of mine how to play. I was about to say, is this an influence of yours? Because that sounded like some shit you would make. It certainly is a riff I would like. 100%. Um, the third, the third Pretenders album, Learning, album to Learning to Crawl, was released in January 1984. And the following year, the band played at Live Aid. So big, big year for them. Um, yeah. Do we have anything from Learning to Crawl, Jared? Uh, soon after recording Jared. sessions. Uh, that was my phone. <laughs> uh, soon after recording sessions for the next album, uh, or the next album began, and one track had been completed. 
Hine declared that Chambers was no longer playing well and dismissed him. You're dismissed. Yeah. Like kind of like <laughs> Ali's dream. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, oh no. Ali, you, you really, Ali I'm like, one time the, I'm just like, Ali, you really can't read <laughs> words. Band. Get the fuck Our out. Band. Yeah. Um, also, I I say, that, was, that was the only remaining like founding member. It was just Chambers was left because the other two had died, obviously. So I'm, that must have been kind of weird for her to be like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to do it alone at this point. Yeah. Also, Discouraged I'm really sorry. I don't know mate. how well the recording is for on my computer, but if you can hear my cat meowing, ah, I'm really whatever. sorry. She's so fucking annoying. It's okay. My dog was barking too. She's literally like going like this at the wall right now. I'm like, where, where are you going? Where are you going to go? Spray her with something, Allie. I don't spit, 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 spit at her. <laughs> yeah, spit at your cat. Spit, uh, spit on dis- your cat. <laughs> discouraged at the loss of his band, Foster also decided to leave the band, stating, "My whole argument was that Martin Chambers was the rhythm section of the Pretenders, and it didn't really matter who was playing bass. So I just said I didn't want to be involved anymore." So you know, Hind and Macintosh recorded the rest of the album in various sessions in New York and Stockholm with assorted session musicians. Towards the end of the sessions. Hind hired two of the guest players, bassist T.M. Stevens and drummer Blair Cunningham, as the new Pretenders rhythm section. The Get Close album was released in 1986, and the disc included the top 10 singles, Don't Get Me Wrong. There we go. From the movie Gung Ho, which was helped by a popular video homage to the television series The Avengers, and the song Hymn to Her, a number eight success in the UK. Don't get me wrong is so good. Don't get me wrong is so good. Don't get me wrong. The Pretenders is one of those bands that you don't realize how many songs you know by that band until you go through like their greatest hits album and you're like, holy fuck, I know like almost all of this. Just not realizing it. Um, Also on the, well, okay, the Get Close album is my favorite album that they have. Um, But my favorite Pretender song of all time is My Baby. If we can do that one. Um, That one reached number one on the um, Billboard's mainstream rock chart. Same with Don't Get Me Wrong. They both hit number one. Wow. But My Baby Wait, is, is my... My Baby? Yeah, it's my and favorite this is, Pretender song. This is what, their like fourth album? Fourth I album? I believe and, it's their yeah. fourth. And this is like how many member changes, how many member deaths into it? Like she's still... A lot. At the top of, at the top of her game right now. Oh, I love this song. God, I had no idea you were such like a Chrissy Hind Pretenders fan, mm-hmm. Ali. I really didn't know that. You always surprised me with your music taste. Um. Also, I, I just went over the research to just triple check that it wasn't in there. But um, fun fact about Chrissy Hind is that she ended up being really close with um, Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols. Um, yeah. When they were... Sid Vicious was running into a bunch of drug problems and he also needed a green card. And Chrissy Hine basically said, okay, I will do a green card marriage with you if to like get you to stay in the country. And she went to the courthouse and he never showed up because he was so drugged out. And then he ended up marrying, um, fuck. I can't remember her name, but she was Nancy. Yes. Um, and she, she they killed each other. Yes. And <laughs> so literally Chrissy 
was like, okay, fine, I'll do fucking Johnny a favor, Johnny Rotten, who was the lead singer. And of she was like, fucking I'll fucking do up. you a favor and I'll marry you. And Chrissy I think this Hine the late doing 70s. someone a favor and marrying them. And you Literally, don't and show he up. didn't show up. He was I like, fuck it. Like I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. To marry and then Chrissy he Hine. got super stoned <clears throat> and did go. So fun fact. Wow. Insane. I'm, I know. Um, well, also, is it the, the guy from the Kinks, like the father of her daughter? Like yes. her baby daddy is the main guy from the Kinks. Um, <laughs> For the get close tour, Bernie Worrell was added to the live lineup on keyboards. During the tour, Hein felt the band's sound had strayed from its new wave rock roots. She believed that she was now fronting a new band that was not pretenders. Partway into the tour, she took drastic action. Steven and Worrell were both sacked. Malcolm Foster was reinstated on bass, and Rupert Black joined on keyboard. She's just halfway through the tour. In the like, middle of out. tour. She doesn't yeah. care. She doesn't That's fucking crazy. She's so cool. <clears throat> Following the end of the Get Close tour in 1987, McIntosh quit the Pretenders and was replaced by former Stones guitarist Johnny Marr. Uh, and Marr appeared on the Pretenders' early 1989 single, Windows of the World. What band hasn't Johnny Marr been in? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like he's right. literally had a hand in every fucking band ever. Yeah, he's it's been ridiculous. in. Uh, yeah, he's been in your guy, your band, uh, Modest Mouse. Yeah, seriously, he's been in like so many bands. It's crazy. He's been in Nickelback. Shut the fuck up. All Star by Smash Mouth. He was just in that, in just in that song. No, just in that song, and then he quit. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, he was like, a bit of I'm not going to make anything song. better than this. Um, <laughs> don't ask me who my sources are, but just know that they're accurate. And they're cited. Um, she has they're cited. somewhere. Um, yeah. I'll open after my little noggin. After arguments with Hind, Mar quit. Shocker. To the, yeah, he moved on to a band called The The. And exhausted by the upheavals of recent years, the band went into a hiatus from 1989 and 1990. Makes in sense. 1990, yeah. In, in 1990, uh, Hein... She didn't stick on for long, don't worry. Yeah. She it was like a year and a half. She hired session players and recorded a new Pretenders album called Pact. Pact! She, she was the... With an exclamation point. She was the only person pictured anywhere on the album and was the only official member of the band. She said, I'm like fucking over this it with all y'all coming in and out of over my band. It with all it's just me. Trying to... It's just me. I'm clearly the, the only one that can stick around. It's a solo project now. I'm over the it. pretender. Like one the pretender <laughs> in the podcast. Just one. <laughs> I'm the only one pretending. The pretender. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like I said. This is now four times. This is it's kind of like me in the podcast. You know. Shut the what? fuck up, Jerry. I'm, I'm gonna kick you out of the Zoom call in a second. I said it like four times and you guys didn't hear me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's what we do. Get... We just tune you out. It's a very It's also kind of hard thing. to hear out everything going on over Zoom, but it's okay. I know. In Canada, the lead single, the lead single Never Do That was a top 40 success. It peaked at number 26, but it fared less well elsewhere. So, there you go. Uh, by 1993, Hein had teamed up with guitarist Adam Seymour to to form a new version of the Pretenders. The team of Hind and Seymour then hired a number of session musicians to record Last of the Independents that year. But by the end of the album sessions and for the subsequent tour, the official band lineup was Hind, Seymour, Hobson, and then the returning drummer, Martin Chambers. 
The one that endured for over a decade with no changes. So Martin Chambers was in like the OG. Yeah. He came back and then the next 10 years, that was the lineup. Mm -hmm. Um, When Last of the Independence was released in 1994, it rated gold in the U.S. lead single Night in My Veins. And that song was a minor success in the U.S. And a mid-chart success in the U.K., top 10 in Canada. The second single was the album centerpiece ballad, I'll Stand By You. Oh my God, this song's so good. And this track received substantial airplay. It was huge. I'm not going to read all this. It was fucking huge. It was huge. (laughs) Jerry, skip to the middle of, skip to like the chorus of I'll Stand By You, please, because that song is unbelievable. I this is this was the song that I genuinely forgot was them. Like when I was doing all this and I got this part, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" I did not even put two and two together. That brass and pocket, and I'll stand by you. Like in my head, I knew they were both by the pretenders, but like next to each other, I just didn't even think about it. So good. So good. Oh my God. My dad made like a graduation video when my older cousin um, graduated college, I think it was. And this song was in it. And it was all baby pictures of her and her mom. No. Oh, wrecked me. Wrecked me. Oh my God. So good. I don't even know these people. It was so good. Okay. Anyway, Jared, you can continue. Um, I'm going to make one of those of you guys. But no context. And then we'll put it on Instagram and it'll just be this song and maybe pictures of us. And, and, As little and babies. A, yeah, and a few baby pictures of random babies. <laughs> send us that if you're listening, send like us your us, baby pictures. Really. Send us your baby pictures yeah, and we will like make a, baby a graduation slideshow to I'll stand by you the by the pretenders and we'll post it on our Instagram. You think yeah, we like, won't? We fucking will. We will do like that. a baby picture with DM a baby them to glasses. Us. And a baby picture with blonde hair. And Your ugliest baby picture you can find. Oh, I got some. Um. Oh, yeah. I've got all my baby pictures are the ugliest I can find. <laughs> on, on April 10th, 1999, Hein led the <clears throat> memorial concert here, there, and everywhere. A concert for Linda for Linda McCartney, her close friend at Royal Albert Hall. And uh, it was organized by Hind and Carla Carla Lane, I almost say Carla Hall, which is one of the uh, one of the judges, the Judge Cook judges on like all of the like holiday cooking shows I've been watching. Barely oh Christmas, God. guys! Welcome back to this Barely episode of Barely Christmas. Christmas. We 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 looped she, it in. We figured it out. <laughs> she's like on yeah. She's on like every baking. She's like one of the three judges on every baking holiday show, and she's always like. She always does that. I love how we somehow brought it full circle to Christmas because Jared mis- misread someone's name. That's how good we are. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. I oh, circle, yeah. baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Pretenders were the backing band for all the artists. That's kind of cool. Uh, Viva El Armor. Or Viva Amor. El Armor. Yeah, not Armor. Uh, was released <laughs> during 1999 as their, as was their collaboration with Tom Jones on the Tom Jones. So many Tom Jones <clears throat> connections. That's two weeks in a row, I think. Yeah. A greatest hits compilation followed in 2000. In 2002, Loose Screw was released by Artemis Records, the first Pretenders record to be released by a company other than WEA. Uh, 
Rolling Stone noted its refinement, stylish melodies, and vocal fireworks, while Blender called it slick, snarky pop with flashes of brilliance. In March 2005, the Pretenders were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At the induction ceremony, the, the band performed Precious and Message of Love. Uh, and here is, uh, let's see, I think I have Message of Love. That's so cool and interesting yeah, that for their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, they played like kind of... I mean, big songs to fans, but, but they not didn't as play big like, as. No. Don't get me wrong, Brass and Pocket, mm. my baby. I mean, they no. have way bigger songs. And I, I think, think that was kind of on purpose. I mean, was it Message of Love, like on the EP between their first and second album? Like, that was just mm -hmm. like a, a, not a throwaway, because obviously it's a great song, but yeah, everyone probably thought they were going to play one of their, like, you know, first, you know, biggest five songs. They just, they didn't. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. Um, so during her acceptance speech, Hein named and thanked all the replacement members of the group and then said, I know that the Pretenders have looked like a tribute band for the last 20 years and we're paying tribute to James Honeyman Scott and Pete Farndon, whom, without whom we wouldn't be here. And on the other hand, without us, they might have been here, but that's the way it works in rock and roll. Like, that's damn, sad. that's, that's really so sad. sad. After their Hall of Fame induction, the Pretenders continued touring as a four-part team, Hein, Seymour, Hobson, and Chambers. Their album Break Up the Concrete was released through Shangri-La Music in October 2008. It was the band's first top 40 album in the U.S. in 22 years. On That's September awesome. 6, 2016, Stevie Nicks announced that the Pretenders World Tour or the Pretenders would tour with her on a 27 city tour for the last three months of 2016. Damn, that tour would have been hot. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Pretenders released their 10th studio album, Alone, in October 2016. However, as on, as on Pact, with an exclamation point, Hind was the only pretend. One thing about our podcast, if somebody has an exclamation point, you have to say it with an exclamation point. Pact. Always. Yeah. We don't have a choice. So Hind was the only pretender on the album, which was otherwise played entirely by session musicians. And uh, the irony is it's called Alone. Eventually. And she's like, yeah, I'm doing this shit again. Just me again. Just me. Uh, in 2017, the Pretenders resumed touring in Australia and New Zealand with Stevie Nicks. And in 2017, they appeared in Austin City Limits. And the band was originally scheduled to release their 11th studio album, Hate for S Hate for Sale. <laughs> like, now that sounds like a Nickelback album. That sounds like it should be in like italics or something. The way that you said it, right? It sounds like it should be in the dripping font. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Hate, hate breed yeah. presents hate. <laughs> in May 2020, however, the album was, the album release was delayed to July 17th. Wait, so did it come out this year? Yeah, it came out this year. They have a new album. Mm -hmm. Came out like a few months ago. Actually, you guys should listen to it. Actually, I haven't. A five-month North American tour with Journey was originally slated to begin May 15th, but obviously due to COVID, the tour was postponed. Yo, I was wanting to go to that so bad. That would have been awesome. I'm not crazy. Journey and the Pretenders. I'll, I'll definitely say I would take Stevie Nicks' tour over the Journey tour, but it still would have been really fucking cool. I'm not like turning my nose up, but getting to see Faithfully the Pretenders Journey. live, <clears throat> I would die. <laughs> die. Um... Okay, a couple things. Barely Christmas was a song. Or sorry, no, no, no. This is the barely Christmas section of our installment of Barely Christmas, Jared. Get your shit together. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So, two thousand miles was a song that was actually originally the USB side for Middle of the Road, the song we talked about earlier. It was released uh, as a single in the UK in nineteen eighty three. 
Um, while many people believe the song's uh, title and lyrics refer to long-distance lovers who miss each other over the holidays, it was actually written for James Honeyman Scott by Chrissy Hine the year after he died from that overdose. Um, yeah, so, sad. so fucking sad. Uh, the song frequently reappears in the UK charts around Christmas time, staying in the charts for a few weeks over the Christmas period. Um, 2020 also saw a re-release of that song, uh, coupled with that album it just came out with, uh, and it included the singles "Happy Christmas" and "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." So you know they had to do uh, they had to do one of the OGs, you know. I love her voice. So fucking cool. So why cool. Isn't, why isn't our boy uh, the why uh, uh, who's the huh? conspiracy theorist? Who's the conspiracy theorist guy about the Alex film? Jones? Why isn't Alex Jones taking up an issue with this song? Why would he? You can't have an issue with Chrissy Hines. He's like, they're trying to make the Yuletide gay. Oh my God, <laughs> oh my we are not God, doing this. That was the dumbest no. fucking joke. He's like, you ain't, no. you're not going to make me dare to make that joke during Christmas. He's like, I am not going to don we now oh my gay apparel. Okay? <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thanks for joining our second installment of uh, Barely Christmas. Let's get to the covers. Vinny right of, now, of... I wish, sometimes I really wish that we were like a video podcast because Vinny literally just had his head in his hands, just rubbing <laughs> his forehead like, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Fuck. Um, <laughs> do you hear that sound? Yeah. No. no. It's time. Oh, this is the creepy Christmas? Yeah. Creepy, creepy Christmas. Christmas. We have to get under the, the pl- red plaid Covers my flannel sheets. There it is. Thank come, you. Come, You're welcome. Come sit. Come sit on my lap and take. Ew! Stop. Ew! What? Like Santa? Yeah, yeah I no, got we that. Get it. It's just we, gross. We get it. We it's understood what was where you were coming from. We just hated it. We just right. fucking hated it. There's not a ton of covers of Brass and Pocket, but the ones and I there shouldn't be good. Exactly. Right. If yeah, you were like, there's no covers. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next week. I would like not be mad about that because yeah. not mad at all. Okay. Don't cover this. Really song. not. There's one, two, three, four, five. Wow, that's, that's more than I thought. That's so like there's how obviously many I want. there's obviously right. an eight bit. There's obviously an acapella. No, there's not uh, an eight bit. Not an there's acapella. a lullaby. Nope, not a lullaby. Look, holy fuck! Okay. First up, we have the London suede with brass and pocket. Let's see. So like kind of chill. Let's see. Like 70s power pop. I don't like how they just said fingers. <laughs> yeah. Fingers. I think it's two guys kissing. It might just be my audio you know, that sounds weird, like through an, a speaker, through a microphone, through another speaker, but does it sound like Vampire Weekend or am I crazy? I can, yeah, bit, I kind of heard that but, a little bit. I don't know. Again, it might just be like, you know, the, the okay. audio. Next up, next up we have uh, Ani DeFranco. Got brass. You know Ani DeFranco? No. Acoustic singer songwriter, Lilith Fair kind of thing. Oh, cool. Okay. Singer probably doesn't wear shoes on stage. You know. Get me to like to the. Get me to the middle of the song. Sure. Okay. I didn't this know is off an album. Not. So right. This is off an head. album called "Good Night Songs for Rebel Girls." So it sounds like something maybe she made for. Cool. Like, you know. Imagination. You know, rebel girls. You know, like you, Allie. You're like a rebel me. girl. Yeah, you're always wearing that Confederate flag jacket. Oh, oh stop. my God. 
Good thing you can't see us on video. <laughs> the joke. You're Don't a come at me. Don't um, come at me. Okay. Next up is a twofer. We've got first up House Scream with Brass and Pocket RP Remix. Oh, shit. I, did not see that yeah, I know it. Get to the drop, Jared. <laughs> this is fucking cool. It's oh something. my god. And then we also have Brass and Pocket Workout Remix. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is definitely going on Ali's playlist. This should be on DDR. This is what you should do yoga to later, Allie. <laughs> I should. This is relaxing. This, this is, is relaxing. Allie, that's what Allie listens to when she's riding her motorcycle. with her Motorcycle. My motorcycle. <laughs> she sucked a rail. With her, with oh, her yeah. thigh-high leather, leather navy, navy boots. boots. Um, all right. We've got one left, and it is a classic <laughs> White Knight instrumental, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who is funding the White Knight Instrumental <laughs> stuff? Me. Who's controlling them? Jeff Bezos. I don't know how they're able to afford <laughs> to cover so <laughs> Me many and fucking Jeff songs. Bezos co-founded, and we're making money. Holy okay? shit! Like, just they make like they make like uh, elevator versions God of the songs, damn. and somebody's paying for this to happen. Oh my what god! What haven't so they covered? Happy. It's insane. One day we'll be like speaking at a we'll be like speaking at a podcast conference or something, and somebody will come up and be like, "I am White Knight Instrumental, and I will be starstruck." If anyone can get us in contact with White Knight Instrumental, we're we in debt to, to you do, forever. Uh, yeah, could you do a forever. version of our intro song? Could you do a version of us just talking, just the different yeah, inflections, you know? Us. Yeah, yeah. Of us. it would just be it's like, gonna be an boo, hour boo, boo, long. Boo. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. What a great we episode! I'm so yeah, happy, guys. That was fun. Great episode. We miss you guys. We'll be all doing all all right out there. Please be safe. Please wear a mask. Please love one another. Uh, and yeah, this has been good. This has been oh yeah that song. I'm Jared. I'm Allie. And I'm Vinny. Happy holidays, y'all. We'll see you next time. Happy Bye. holidays. Of, 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 of